This is a podcast that flips the health and wellness industry upside down so you can be your healthiest inside and out. I'm your host, Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist and supplement strategist. I'm here with my co-host, Mark DeSico, founder of RTD Fitness. What's up, Bert? What up, Neil? You know, we're just doing our thing on this fall evening. It's a little little chilly. It's better than getting up at 7 in the morning. So much better, because I have to get up at like 4.30 to get here by 7. So this <laughs> is, I'm, I'm much better energy, just much better vibes here. Right. I will say, driving the hour to get here, the yep. New York upstate leaf situation. I'm not a crazy leaf person, so I don't yeah. want to get like categorized that way. But I will say... Upstate New York is showing up and showing out in the leaf category right yeah. now. This is the best leaves I've ever seen. And I, ever. and it means I'm an old white dude, I think, because mm-hmm. I feel that way. Like, I feel like I'm very basic when I say that. But mm-hmm. it really is special out there this year. It feels different. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. We I live in a tourist town, Woodstock, sure. New York. Yeah. So everybody's out. And they're I mean, all like, look at the leaves. Honestly, like, though, that's great. Most times they're saying it, and I'm like, oh, those are just leaves. And I don't, I don't make a big deal usually because I grew up here. I've yeah. lived in New York most of my life. But this year feels just like, wow, you yeah. know, like take a step back. That's that. It's that Dresdale gratitude, that attitude yeah. of gratitude from our dude Dresy. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So today's episode is a special one. We're going to kind of turn it down a little bit. We, we went a little really heavy with the uh, nerdy science facts. And today we're just going to kind of talk about the stuff. Uh, it's called perseverating on productivity. Oh, you just took my word. You're just, <laughs> you just wanted to use the word in context. So you looked it up on the internet. You went to Urban like, Dictionary. Does that work? It, it does use work. It there? Yes, yeah, you can. I can. Yeah, sure. yeah. All right. Good. And we got to be funnier because we were told by both yeah. smaller children, one directly and one indirectly to the other smaller child that we aren't funny. So yeah. I've done a lot of research on how to be funny. Yeah. I, I feel like I've read some books on comedy for dummies and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be much funnier today. This is the podcast that two out of four smaller children thinks could be funnier. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not good. That average. could be the opening. That's you know? not good. It's not it's, good. It's, average. it's not no. great. No. Yeah. So, all right. So today we're going to be talking about productivity as a wellness practice, which seems kind of weird. So in my holistic standard, I guess it re- really doesn't fit in uh, at all. Like, well, no. <laughs> it's, it touches some of the components. I mean, some of the boxes, sort of overlap, Of course. Right? So, it's, a, it's a mental well-being conversation yeah. through and through. It's the bottom of the wellness pyramid. Productivity mm-hmm. at the end of the day is a stress management tool. And that's what a, a, a big portion of today is going to be talking about. But it's also what I call your wellness OS, your wellness operating system. Ooh. It's how you execute on your plans to achieve your goals. Uh, you know, all of that requires your own system. I can talk all day about my framework. You need your own. And so productivity systems can be that answer for you. So let's do the plugs. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast related. Man, that, that's got a new upgrade coming. It's really looking beautiful. So I'm excited. Uh, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and even over on YouTube. And definitely give us a five-star review as often as you can each and every episode because it helps us get seen and heard. And but we're worth it. We are worth it. It is. It's all worth it. It's totally. For a cost of zero? I mean, zero dollars, guys. What do you want? You can't get any more worthwhile than Seriously. this. Uh, let's do our little affirmation. Uh, why are we here? What are we trying to do? What do you need to know about us if this is the first time you're tuning in? Well, we want you to live your healthiest life, and we're fans of supplements done right. We just don't want you to get lost in the chaos that the health and wellness industries intentionally create. So we're here to help make sure you don't waste your time or your energy or your money on the false promises from these billion-dollar industries. So we're here to help. You were here to help you on a new path, a better path to feel your best. So here's the warning. If you're 
if we're here ranting and we're complaining about stuff, uh, it's not about you. We're not, we're, not, we're not picking on you because you tried it, because you made that decision. We're blaming the system, the misinformation, and the hype that got folks like you down that path that isn't really the best for you. So we're raging against the machine, not you. So basically, three main points here. Emotional stress decluttering your mind, and then leveraging this productivity system to get things done, specifically getting wellness things done. All right. So it was really interesting because I was sent this meme mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it, it, it was like a jab at the folks that are like anti-vax. And sure. That's why it was sent to me. Of course. Um, but, you know, the 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 nice thing was I was able to use it almost instantly in a conversation. With oh, a fantastic. It, it was like, oh, this is perfect. Serendipity. I can use this as a teaching tool. Sure. So, so basically it, it's somebody on Facebook saying, keep your immune system good. Keep your gut healthy. Wash your hands. No hand sanitizer. Eat real food, organic as much as possible. Drink pure water. Get outside in nature. Mm. Everybody wants to do the work. Vaccinations lower your immune system oh. and cause more problems than they're supposed to prevent. Wow. And then the reply is, isn't it funny how a few hundred years ago, all that existed was organic food. Hand sanitizer hadn't even been invented yet. And most people spent all days outdoors and yet everyone still died of smallpox everyone died at 22 <laughs> so so it's funny because it's true yeah. that's the good thing about that meme is you, you want to live in the victorian era when there was you know just tons of sunshine and f- healthy foods <laughs> and, and who needed all that medicine uh every one of them every yeah. one of them needed medicine because now they're dead they would have been dead anyway because you know uh, th- that was 100 years ago but at this point it's it's become so anti-medicine and mm-hmm. so anti-science on the internet yeah. that it's it's funny to me, especially because we wouldn't have internet without science, right? So like <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to post your nonsense. And I, I've said this a few times and it's it's like the village idiot used to just kind of live in the village yeah. and he, he couldn't go anywhere because back in the day, you, if you were the village idiot, you just kind of like sat out in front and you were like, yeah, I hate the government, yeah. things are stupid. And you didn't have anybody to really like commiserate with. But now at the advent of the internet, you can find other like-minded idiots. Yeah. And so all the village idiots can get together. Practice. And, speaking and, in groups and, like, and then kind of <laughs> kind of like really refine their approach so yeah. that they can have talking points and then they can go yeah that sounds right i like that too and yeah. it's like yeah we didn't really land on the moon like these kind of things could get traction yeah. and and it's i think pretty dangerous neil like i don't love that it's 100 percent dangerous and and there's those extremes of course that cause lots of problems medically but it's really the in-betweeners that i want to talk about and mm-hmm. so i was talking to a patient earlier in the afternoon about um vitamin k and uh she, she wanted it for bone health she's older i think she's nearing 80 but she's really fit like she does like personal training for awesome. elderly people and but she's a small 80 year old white woman right mm-hmm. so she has a super high risk of osteoporosis just because of like her size, her genetics, all of that stuff. And so she's like, I I just don't want to take the medicine essentially, right? I don't want to take the medicine. Um, I do weight bearing exercises. I eat healthy, right? So why do I have to take the medicine? And so my response was, look at this meme, right? And if you if you understand the point of the meme, there are things that we can and should do because they're excellent wellness practices, but they sometimes can't or won't fix a disease or pathology, right? And we need an advantage sometimes, and sometimes that's medicine. And that medicine isn't used by itself, and it's not used excessively. It's used alongside those healthy choices. And we have to be smart about how we pick medicines. We can't just 
get those crappy ones because the drug companies want you to buy one, right? We need the help of an uh, honest uh, and trustworthy expert. But if we want to avoid medicine because it's medicine and medicine alone, that's not smart or strategic. That's putting the sales rhetoric and then the supporting propaganda over what the best decision is. And so you have to really hear that. The reason that we have this anti-medicine approach is because of sales rhetoric. The people that sell supplements and the alternative quote-unquote lifestyle want you to be anti-medicine. So the uh, the obvious answer is them, right? And so, so what do you do? What? And so, this is the question that I pose back to that patient: You take medicines when you need, and you do the healthy things, right? And she asks, like, you know, I don't know what to believe because she asked my opinion. Mm-hmm. I gave her the science-based opinion mm-hmm. that got me <laughs> twenty less dollars because I could have sold her a bottle of whatever because she wanted to buy it, right? Mm-hmm. And I said. You know, that's an easy question to answer. What do I believe? Um, but that's not the question that she's really asking. She's like really asking. Uh, Why should I believe uh, you, Neil? Yeah. What do I want to believe? Right. Right. You know. Sure. And so it just really summarized for me, like concisely what we're trying to do here with the podcast and what I've been doing professionally for a long time. This this concept. So what do you think about all that? Mark? I, I love that. And, and you know, it fits beautifully with what we've been trying to sort of that this false dichotomy that exists and I don't want to keep using big words but I will yeah this this false sense of it is medicine versus alternative lifestyle like you can be a Subaru commercial person and take medicine like you can you can be somebody who walks their dog outside their Subaru in a park with yeah. good good you Wearing know health car and well, heart vest. yeah Carhartt vest and just good you know overall health stuff so mm-hmm. like, like what you're describing there in this patient is somebody who is doing all of that base level stuff really well that that first level of the pyramid that base of the pyramid that you've t- told me I've messed up every time every time yeah. I listen to it I do say fifty different ways of saying it but it's not my it's not my model for holistic care it's your model. For for holistic care. So I can call whatever I want is what I've also been thinking about. Like, I don't care. It's not my model, but it's your, it's your dumb model. But, but when it comes to that model, like it, it makes sense. Right. And yeah. so, and so these things aren't separate, like it's part of one pyramid. So this base level is important because we got to have that consistently for sort of everyone. Right. Yeah. And conceptually thinking about it, it makes sense. But then we want to move up the ladder a little bit. We want to move up that pyramid to these higher levels. And to get there, we might need a medical intervention. We yeah. might need, based on you know an acute issue, something that's just happened that, that we didn't bank on, or a chronic issue, which is like I'm 80 and my bones are going to fall apart if I don't take some K. So put me on the K, bro. Yeah. And, and, and why wouldn't I, when I go to a pharmacist who I trust, who I know knows this stuff, why wouldn't I just listen to that person? Like the, doubting professional people or people with knowledge that I don't have is a very like pretty new concept with the internet, I think. Yeah. I think it's people are emboldened because they can Google search most things that because I Google searched it, that's going to be more effective as a way of learning than just going to a knowledge person, somebody who has a specific knowledge in some sort of framework. I'd rather just do the research myself. Do, do the research, right? Yeah. Go do the research. Well, what does that mean? Like, I'm going to go look at YouTube, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, somebody had vitamin K 70 years ago and they died, and so now I'll never use vitamin K because mm-hmm. it was on a YouTube clip I saw. Like, that, that it doesn't way make of any making sense. decisions doesn't work. No, you know? it doesn't. And like, you know, the idea that she she's like, you know, what do I believe is mm-hmm. really what she's saying. So you are the trusted. You just person. said something to me, and I don't believe it. I don't believe it because I don't want to believe it. I right. want to believe something else. I, I read the thing that confirmed 
confirmed what I wanted to feel about the yeah. world. And so that's really what's going on. And like I always say, yeah, you should have a trusted expert to talk to that's in your community, make your world smaller. That's how we solve today's problems uh, is really stop with this like global perspective to things. Mm -hmm. It's really dangerous because those people don't owe you anything, one. And two, you can't punch that person in the face if you're giving you bad information, right? Sure. That's always open and available. If I give you bad information, you can Stop walk by the store. in yeah. and just pop me right in the draw, and I probably deserve it. God, right? that would be so, satisfying. That you know, is, just, I, I've been dreaming of that. Like every like three hours, yeah. I get a punch in the face. That makes All sense. All right, so let's perseverate a little bit I here. love that. Let's do it. <laughs> so if I time this correctly, it's near the holiday season which it, I think it will be around the time that we're launching this episode. Mm -hmm. um, so what is the wellness push this time of the year? So in the springtime, it's allergies. Mm. In the summer, it's outdoors stuff, sunscreen, right? And yep. the fall, it's cough and cold. What is the winter uh, push? Do you know what it is, Mark? Um, it's probably, my best guess is eating as much as physically possible so I can pass out early and go to bed because my tummy's full and I got all the sugar I need. Yeah. No, normally it's like how to choke somebody out. Oh, like BJJ. So nice. you can get the deals for Black Friday. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is. Well, yeah. you do have to ninja your way through Black Friday. That's important. <laughs> so in the winter, the, the wellness push that you will see across the board is stress, stress management. Mm. And how messed up is it <laughs> that this beautiful time of year of giving and family and togetherness is really about stress instead of gratitude and mindfulness, right? Sure. But you can't buy gratitude and mindfulness, but you, you can. can buy anti-stress stuff you all day. You sure can. You <laughs> so. sure can. It's an easier sell. And and the selling the like positive and the like rainbows and unicorns and like, let's look at the bright side of life kind of stuff. Yeah. There, there's no, there, there's nothing really there except, you know, satisfaction and a better life and a better mindset. So there's really <laughs> not, not a lot there not for folks. It's not, it's not a thing that you should like, but I get why it happens. I mean, once September hit, man, my, my need to be productive. I said to my wife the other day, like mm -hmm. the mental energy that it takes to be me in a day yeah. is exhausting. Yeah. And like I got done and with be a, around you. Is well, a just lot that's too. part of it. And, yeah. and like, and I had like, I taught my class in the morning. I went to work. I did PTA president stuff. I had an exec board meeting for PTA. I got Whoa. home at like nine o'clock and I was just like, this was a lot of stuff and I have to be on all the time. Like yeah. some people can kind of fade in the background, but Neil and I are out in front. Yeah. And so like, we can't just like coast through life. I know a lot of people just kind of coast through and like nobody has very high expectations of them, but like I, people expect stuff from me. Like I yep. got to deliver the goods and yep. like, that's exhausting, man. Like that wears me out. And yeah. so just saying that, you know, is kind of a relief in a way because it's like, I'm not whining about it. I'm not perseverating about it, but, <laughs> but it is true. You know, like it's, and I think of our kids, right? Like we throw them back in school and it's like, it's exhausting. Yeah. Like having to go from class to class, from thing to thing and move and bounce and do the stuff and eating fast food while you're doing it. Like it's exhausting, man. And we don't give enough like attention or time to that. I don't think as right. a society, like no, we just totally go, not. We just go, oh, you're stressed. It's like, of course I'm stressed. My life's really difficult, man. Like, let's acknowledge that. Right. And it's like all of that. And then we have some parties that we have to plan for and sure. gift giving. So then it becomes a lot on top of everything else. And and it's, you know, for me, it, it's sad. I feel like this should be the time that we're really kind of letting go. But we are not, you know, especially like, you know, it's cookie season in my house. My wife just starts making chocolate chip mm. cookies for everything. So sure. it's just a hot mess. But all right. So I want it. So I'm going to set this up by telling you a story uh, about my 
my weekend. <laughs> so I don't get any time off like ever, like ever. I'm, I've worked pretty much every single day since the, the week before Labor Day. And I finally get like a couple days off. So that's great. So this weekend we had to put the outdoor furniture into the shed. Right. Okay. So that's a very common thing. 40 minute job tops. Right. But my bad roommate in my head, like Dexter Dresdale and I were talking about, you know, he started talking here. Right. So I step into the shed and there's just junk everywhere. Mm. Right. Just just garbage, disorganized, sure. and it's junk. And I feel the tension start to build up physically. Right. Mm. Right. And then I start to think I'm like, I've got a shed for junk. Right. I'm spending my day off which is a rarity, putting more junk into the junk shed mm. so I can just then take it out later. So then I start to like really start to see red. And I conveniently remember that I've got so much junk over in the garage too and above the garage, right? Ooh. And so then I think I spend all my goddamn day working, right, just to buy junk that ends up in my junk containers. Mm. <laughs> and then when I see them, which I see them all the time, it's reminding me of this overwhelming amount of junk that I have, right? Mm -hmm. And all the work that's required to manage the junk, right? So this clutter, physical things that cause emotional stress, that cause physical feelings. It's batty. And I was just like, you know, everything's going to get thrown away. <laughs> Very dead thing. I'm like, everything's going to the garbage. Sure. So then I get angry and I'm stomping around and like Liv is like, oh my God. You like, sound fun. Oh my God. And then I'm throwing junk into just a big pile on the lawn. Some of the stuff has been in the junk shed for 10 years. We used it once. This is like some National Lampoon it stuff is right now. out of control. Yeah. And then I got to put it into a trailer to then get carted off to just get thrown away because nobody wants my junk, right? I and certainly don't. It costs $700 dollars to get rid of the trailers of junk because there's just so much junk and so instead of just a few minutes of day handling the junk as it comes up it's six hours of angry costly management right mm. and so this sounds a lot like other stuff oh right? i'm seeing a parallel You're seeing some stuff here right so there are two lessons that i want to teach everybody when i cleared my junk my clutter i f instantly felt better Right. I, I, I feel better also now moving around in the space. I parked my car in the garage. That makes me feel better. I haven't parked my car in my garage for a year and a half. Like, period. There's just been so much garbage and junk, right? And now it's a Lexus, so it's got to go in the garage. <laughs> it's a very nice company it's Got to yeah. keep that thing it's in the garage. Got to get that right in there. And it's, so. like, it's like Michael Knight with Kid. He's just like, Lexus, go River. in the garage. River. Lexus, <laughs> Lexus, go into the garage. Lexus, make yourself warm. <laughs> Lexus, change colors. And then so coming from that disaster, right, of six hours of anger, <laughs> that, that it was just supposed to be like 40 minutes, right? Now I'm just like, as soon as I see a little something, I'm taking five minutes and I'm just getting the junk managed every single day. So I'm feeling better physically and emotionally. And then there's also a lesson. There's a cost to holding on to the clutter, right? The mental cost. So every time I saw it, I would be like, oh my God, I see it again. And I got to deal with this now. And then there's the time cost. So 40 minutes and six hours, like instead of just five minutes a day, right? And then there's the financial cost The I need sheds. I Like the fact that I have a shed for Shed stuff. Your and, sheds uh, need sheds. Oh, my God. It's garbage. It's like that uh, George Carlin bit about the wallet is like the smallest mm -hmm. container of our stuff, right? Yep. And then I just need trailers to remove the thing. There's It costs money, right? So there is a clarity that comes when we declutter, right? And so this is our lives, right? Our lives have lots and lots of physical clutter, 
but it's mostly informational clutter. And this is a lot to do with what we talk about, how people are hearing so much information all the time. And how do I possibly deal with this? And everything's overwhelming, right? Day after day after day, we're bombarded with so much information and stimulus all coming at us. It's a barrage of, like you want to say information, but it's mostly misinformation. I was saying at the store the other day, I don't give people information anymore. I just spend all day debunking BS. Like Uh people come in and said, I heard this stupid thing. And like, I have to be like, no, absolutely not. You're not going to like get a wings from this, right? Uh Like, yeah, you got your COVID shot seven weeks ago. Your strep throat has nothing to do with that right now, right? Like, so the brands, the corporations, politicians, influencers, they're all looking for our attention. That's the most valuable thing to them right now in this world, right? So they have to speak louder and then faster, and then they have to hack our system to trick us into listening to them. And we don't know what to incorporate into our brains, what to do with our days, or what to incorporate into our lives or our habits, right? And so we are in an epidemic of abundance, and it leaves us with the worst possible thing choice. (laughs) Why is that a bad thing? Well, because we're gluttons. We don't want to choose, right? Uh, Chicken fingers or french fries? I'm going to take both. (laughs) Double that. I was watching Hot Fuzz, Bad Boys 2 or Point Blank. We're going to watch them all, you know? And like, that's what people do. They just watch Netflix all Mm -hmm. night, right? So we can do anything in this modern age, and we're always trying to do everything. So (laughs) as I was writing this, I'm like, am I saying this for me? Or am I saying this for you guys out there? No, for for all of us. (laughs) And, you know, that's part of what I think makes us you know a relatable kind of podcast here is is you know we're idiots and so the the thing that's important here is we, we try to take anecdotes from our lives and kind of compare it to what we're trying to do here and so when we're sharing an anecdote it's it's silly but it's it's a way for us to kind of communicate a point like when you were talking about that all I could picture for myself was how I got to be 420 pounds which is what I always go back to right yeah. it's like so how did I get there right like it, the same way your your shed got you know cluttered over time, I built up to that over time, right? And if mm-hmm. I had done five minutes a day of different things, you know, throughout my life, perhaps I may have you know veered away from that accumulation of you know gluttonous fat, mm-hmm. right? right? And so, and again, we're not against fat people. I nope. am fat people. It's just an example of the way in which we use this excess, right? And we have access to all of these things and a lot of them aren't any good for us. And nope. so just being honest about that and acknowledging it is a really good first step on this is just to say like you are cluttered with stuff. And yeah. so whether it's food, whether it's mental health, whether it's stress, whether it's any of those things, we're here to kind of declutter some of that stuff, kind of clear out a path to move forward. Practical advice, like listening back on, on Dresdale, man, like mm. it, it really impacted me. It, you know, he's such a lovely guy and his, mm-hmm. his uh, just approach to mindfulness and meditation is so helpful because mm-hmm. we, it, it's such a simple sort of thing. And it's not, you know, we make it more complicated than it needs to be. And at the end of the day, it's just a practice. These are yeah. these are skills that we can practice. And instead, we have this abundance of nonsense. And so we're practicing a lot of nonsense. All and, day. And, and and it's not benefiting us. And and ultimately we don't feel better. And that's the part that we're trying to get to. Like we want you to get to a place where you actually enjoy being part of your own life. And like, and that's deep and it may be a little too far, but it's it's true. Like, you know, you're not gonna solve all these problems today. You're not gonna solve all these issues. And we're not here trying to sell you that. What we're here to say is, how do we help you build small, incremental, 
easy wins, you know, low hanging fruit here and not let's, you know, build Rome in a day. Let's, let's take our time and be planful and really look at this in a way where, where we're being holistic. You right. Know? And I think you're bringing up the key point here is that we don't know how to dot, dot, dot. We don't know how to exercise, how to eat correctly, how to sleep correctly, how to engage with the supplement industry. And we certainly don't know how to handle all of this information, right? It clogs up our brains. And, you know, just like when I was stepping in the shed, our brain is reminded of the things that are in our lives, right? And it creates this avalanche of thoughts and feelings that leads to physical stress. Clutter creates stress. And so you, as you probably are feeling this, Mark, I was feeling a little bit when I was just talking and writing this stuff up, yeah. like it creates a physical stress in you, right? Yeah, I, I, I saw you lose your mind. Yeah. As you were talking about it, I was like, this guy hates clutter. No, like, it was, he's really it was horror. I was like out yeah. of my gourd because, you know, again, tying it to well, my hours away from the that's, house, that's the piece. that was the part and that let's, like, let's, makes let's me Let's get angry. to brass tacks here, right? right? Like you don't get days off. Right. And so like there you are on your day off again, having to solve problems. Like that's one of the <laughs> things that like... Like, yeah. So again, I have to solve problems all the time, right? Yep. I have to solve problems during the day. I have to solve problems at night. I, like, who's going to solve my problems? You know, I got problems and I need <laughs> help, right? Who's going to help me? But it's it's that piece, right, where, where we give and we give and we give and we wear ourselves out. And right. so it's important for us to take a step back from that and go and have gratitude, which is the thing that, you know, is one of the things that Dresdale talked about when he was here with us is, if I don't take that time and appreciate the the leaves on my drive, if I don't appreciate the fact that like I get to be here with Neil and have this like fun time, right? Like, mm-hmm. like this could be stressful and it is because I got to drive down here. I got to do the podcast. I, I want to be funny. I can't, I don't want to mess this up. Yeah. I know people are listening and watching and I want to be awesome. Right. But mm-hmm. like, ultimately you guys, you guys are going to show up hopefully and listen to this stuff. And, and, and the more I put pressure on myself, the less effective I am. And so that's one of these productivity pieces, which is like the kind of the, you know, the hack here is like, get out of my own head, get out of my own way. And I've been saying that about my own journey, about how I've had to get here is like cleaning that stuff up. That's what we're trying to help with. So if you are exposed to these little stressors all the time, these constant reminders of all the things that you're quote unquote, failing at, you'll find yourself in a chronic stress state. And the reason I bring up stress, chronic stress, and what I'm going to say next is because it's a very hot topic in my world, adrenal fatigue. So people will come to me and say, I have adrenal fatigue. And what I try to, you know, this isn't an adrenal fatigue episode, but it kind of is. So when people say adrenal fatigue, know that most traditional conventional healthcare practitioners are going to completely reject what you're saying because adrenal fatigue isn't a real disease. And in fact, it's been shown to be like a made up thing. So the better word to say when you feel this way, that adrenal fatigue thing that the charlatans shall sell you is you want to say chronic stress. I'm undergoing chronic stress and the symptoms of chronic stress, you feel achy, you have bad sleep, you have low energy, fuzzy, foggy thinking, you're stress eating or you're not eating, you're seeking out substances like booze to quiet all the <laughs> all the stuff going on in your that head. roommate, right? shut the roommate down. Right. And then you can get short tempered. And that's what people are really experiencing when they talk about uh, adrenal fatigue. They feel wiped out. But, you know, chronic stress is the better word to use. And so little daily stresses 
you know, over moments builds to this chronic stress, which makes you less healthy. And then it becomes almost like a pathology that you have to deal with. And And we should say here, like there are people who have real stress, right? So Neil and I are talking real first world problems here. Like, Mm -hmm. like I got to drive down to do this podcast. Woe is me, right? Like (laughs) it's not a contest about who has more or worse stress. Like Neil works harder than me. I'm not going to fight that. I got a couple of jobs. Like I stay busy, but like Mm -hmm. Neil's working harder than me. It's not a contest, guys. And it's not like that my stress is any less uh, impactful on my life than his stress. But but there are people who have real issues that are not going to be solved by some of the stuff we're talking about. And so we want to acknowledge the fact that these are while our stresses are stressful to us, there are people with greater stress who have much harder time and they have a much higher climb than Neil and I have because we've been given so much. And, mm-hmm. and that's a piece I think is important to say. Yeah, I think, you know, anytime that we have a conversation about health and wellness, there's a certain percentage of the population that should understand that that's a privileged conversation. Totally. Talking about all of this kind of stuff at the level that we're talking about. And there are different types of stress. I'm really just kind of talking about the information overload today. That leads us to a point where we're like, oh my God, there's a three hour dinner coming up that we get to overeat and hang out with family and and that's causing me stress. And that's really what I want to kind of get to. But again, it leads you to a point place where you can have chronic stress that's really uh, pathological for you and it's really uh, impacting your life. So what what I want to kind of cover now is like, so what do we do, right? So how do we handle handle this information overload? What kinds of things can we do? So like, what kinds of things do you do? Like not your wellness stuff. We'll save that to the next part, but you have a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So how do you handle all the information that comes at you, all the things you have to do and all the events? Like what are the things that you have in your world? Yeah. So I mean, so like using the PTA thing as an example, like Mm -hmm. I'm PTA president. So we had to like do a fundraiser the other day, like a brewery. Mm -hmm. And like it was, I was selling 50, 50 raffle tickets and I was running around, but like that fits my skill set, Right. So like, so what I try to do is get in where I fit in, right? So mm-hmm. like other people would would lose their minds if they had to walk around barking at people to buy 50-50 tickets. But me, mm-hmm. that's my that's my go-to, man. That's my sweet spot. And so it doesn't force me to like have small talk with people. I can just go and be on, right? And, right. and so as much as that can be stressful to have to be on in quotes all the time, yeah. for me, I try to do the things that feel like my extroverted self, you yeah. know, can, can can get that energy refresh, right? And when we talk about extroversion, it's how we use energy, right? People think it's just because I'm an obnoxious jerk that I'm an extrovert, but that that's part of it. But the other part of it is it's how I get energized. So some people who are introverted, which is not me, have to be alone in the quiet of their of their brains and you know sit in a corner somewhere, and that reboots them. It gives them energy. That's how introversion is. For me, I want to be around people. I love being around people. I love that stuff. So interacting with other people is is a good way for me to re-energize. On the tail end of that, though, when I'm done, I've expended that energy, I'm wiped, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, so it's like I have a reservoir that I can kind of, you know, pull from. But at the end of the day, like, I need to de- disconnect myself. And so part of what I what I try to do, and I'm terrible at it, is get off my phone, which yeah. I am, and and it's really difficult for me. Like I'll be real honest. Like I struggle, and my wife yells at me. Like everybody who sees me is like, "Dude, get off your phone!" And like they're right. Like I'm on my phone way more than I should be, and so it's a way for me to dissociate. It's a way for me to kind of feel like I'm interacting in an extroverted way and being yeah. funny and, and like comment on Neil's post so I so I make him feel stupid. Yeah, and and that for me is like fun. Like I like making jokes on the internet. 
but it doesn't get me where I want to be. And we've talked about this, like that I think it's going to feel awesome when I'm done being on the internet. But then when I get off, I'm like, ah, that was a total waste of my time, you know? And so I never feel better when I get off the internet. So one of the things I try, and I'm, again, I'm not there yet, right? Like I'm, I'm fine tuning stuff, but this is one of those areas where I can do better is disconnecting from my phone and connecting with the people in front of me. Like, like I snuggled with my daughter on the couch while she played her, her Dreamlight Valley uh, switch game and just had her explain to me what was going on in the game and just being present with her and having her get excited about stuff that fills me with joy. And so that's the kind of stuff that I try to do. I try to be present with the people I love to, to help myself feel better. And, th- and that's one of the things I try to do. Right. So basically you're saying like, you know, to be productive, you need energy and you need the, 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 passion to, to go. So you need to kind of recharge your batteries, which is totally cool. But like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I've got a ton of stuff going on. So like, you know, to-do lists, right? Mm-hmm. Calendars, right? So there's systems that we can use to help us kind of sort through all of this stuff, yep. right? And, you know, when it comes to the information that comes at us, you know, we you know, we engage with that as if it's something different than like, um, you know, go to the plumbers, you know, go, go to the store to pick up this thing, talk to this person about that thing. You know, all the information that comes at us can be managed like that as well. Read this article on Reddit for 10 minutes and then turn off the phone. Right. So we can create a, a system, a structure for how we engage with all of these distracting kinds of things or engage with the information. So instead of like going down the rabbit hole of reading all the articles, you, there are lots of little things on our phones where we can send ourselves a link, which could go to like a little to-do list that says, read this, right? And then you can read it in a certain mode. So there's not all the other distractions and you don't go down the rabbit hole. So there are systematic things that we can put into place to help us manage the stress of our lives. So to-do lists is, is one of the most common things. And I like to talk about to-do. Do you use lists at Never. all or no? I hate them. Yeah. So, and why do you hate them? If I have it on a list, it means yeah. I have to do it. Oh. And so, and so I, I, I do not do well with to-do lists. My inbox, uh, you know, at work and everywhere is full because I don't ever, (laughs) I don't, I don't. You're the least productive person that can I get have on the podcast. However, (laughs) I know exactly where everything is. And so, and so I actually said to my boss the other day, I was like, I had that email from July of 20 where I needed to know the thing. And I knew once I did the search, I was going to find it. And she was like, how on earth is that possible? Because I keep everything. And I don't like filing systems. I don't like folders. I need everything in one spot. And yeah. then I work from there. And so my outlook would drive people. I have 125,000 emails in my outlook. Yeah. But everything's there. I think that you actually bring up a really great point that you have to hear is that Mark is doing it completely wrong. <laughs> yes. No. And, 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 and I do that for me. Because if I had it on a to-do list mm-hmm. and I didn't accomplish it, my my roommate in my head would be like, well, there you go again, Mark, yeah. screwing everything up. And, and that's, so that's me. That's just, I'm not suggesting that for other people. <laughs> and I've said this to people I work with, like, don't do what I do. Like, I go around and rely on my brain all day long. And so people have pens and paper and they walk around, they write things down. Yeah. I legitimately don't even, my boss said to me the other day, she's like, you don't even carry a pen. I don't because everything I need is in my brain for better or worse. Right. So sometimes it's like the best thing that could happen because I'm the guy who remembers the thing, but it can, it can backfire on me when it's like a very specific thing that I maybe should have written down that I didn't. Yeah. And so, and so it's, it's my superpower, but it's also my it's Achilles a, it's heel. It's a very bad thing to do actually. Sure. So, so a lot of folks will, will talk about to-do lists, right? And the problem with to-do lists is what Mark's saying is that it's that reminder. It's like walking into the shed and seeing all the stuff. And so if you don't have good practices around you using your to-do list, you can start to feel that guilt and, and that can be a real problem. And so 
there are, are mechanisms for handling this. And this is why we're, we're having this conversation is because we don't know these things and there are proven mechanisms for managing the overwhelming amount of stuff that we have to do. So with to-do lists, it's really interesting because like you, um, you know, a lot of people, like I have to-do lists everywhere, right? And and so they're just like lists. And, and my brain doesn't trust the fact that I'm going to use the to-do list. So then my brain is constantly nagging me about things. And the point that we want to get to is where your brain isn't doing all of that work because that is the work that creates the little stressful moments that accumulate up to chronic stress. So the way that Mark is using his brain, the way that Mark is doing his productivity system is actually um, what you shouldn't do. A lot of us think of our brain sort of like the matrix, right? I need guns, right? And like it's a white room and then all of a sudden like a row of guns come in mm-hmm. and then you can shop and pick the thing that you want. But that's not really what it looks like. The better analogy is probably like a whiteboard or like a chalkboard if you're a little bit older. And like what Mark is trying to do is literally put all of the information on the chalkboard but your brain is really supposed to be there for figuring, for drawing pictures and relationships and stuff like that. But it doesn't have any room to do that. So it starts to get stressed, right? Because you have this huge chalkboard filled with information. So now where do you go for the information? You got to search and there's stress involved with that too, right? It's just a lesser stress than looking at a to-do list because you can kind of be like, I'm just going to ignore that. So really what your brain needs, your brain needs an external system that it can trust. And there are a number of different ways to accomplish this to-do lists, calendars, systems, gadgets, gizmos, apps, um, all of all of that is fine. And I'm going to kind of point everybody towards one. Um, I guess I can just kind of tease it right now. It's getting things done. This is a mechanism de- developed by David Allen, and it was a business productivity thing for busy executives that actually has been like validated by super smart people. So it's not even just trusted by productivity people. It's trusted by psychologists as a mechanism for us to handle the avalanche of information that's coming to us. So I'm going to link. So drneil.co forward slash GTD. You can go there and then that will link to David Allen speaking more eloquently than I will about his system and how to handle all the information that gets thrown at you. Um, there's a couple tips that I can give you though. Like you, you don't want to use your brain as the place for storage. That actually is creating more stress for Mark. It, it's working because the, it's a finite number. But if we started to add more things, if you got another couple more committees, it might start to bubble up to the surface, right? Where, well, and it where does. Like, I yeah. mean, so, so it, it, well, like I said, it's, it's my superpower, but it's also my Achilles heel, right? So it's, it does create stress for me, Yeah. but to hear you talk about your to-do list that you perseverate about yeah. and then don't do the to-do list and then give yourself guilt, that's an extra layer I don't want. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so when you talk about that, like you've solved the problem, Neil, yeah. you, you have not. And so, well. and so, and so I get what you're saying, which is Mark's the idiot and he doesn't have the best way to use his brain, yeah. but I, I'm avoiding that next level cliff of, Oh man, now I'm letting my to-do list down, right? Like, well, I, I, well right. Like, well, because we don't, we we're we don't never, use it right. We're never trained to interact with the stuff correctly. So when we and the and the biggest part to this whole thing here is the fact that we will write down a list and it'll be this avalanche of information on the list itself, and that's what we're trying to avoid in the first place. So you can have a to-do list, but like, what are the most important things that you want to get done today? And that can be a much smaller and much more manageable list. And then so. 
then you check those off. And uh, another piece to it is like the idea of the the roommate in your head, right? I didn't accomplish six things. Well, you know, like your goal should just be to accomplish three things, right? And if you accomplish those three things, we have to kind of review and say, oh, wow, I actually did accomplish a lot this week, even though my to-do list is large and there's still things to do because your to-do list will be constant in our modern age. That's just something that you kind of have to come to grips with. It's, it's just that like you are now conscious of a longer to-do list versus sweeping it in under the rug and then getting exp- and like your, your, your garage all of a sudden fills up and now you have to spend six hours digging through your to-do list, right? So my suggestion is, is that we want to create um, two things, a, a, a review period and a plan period, right? So at the, at the beginning of the day, we should be looking at our longer to-do list or whatever system, you know, you can put it on a calendar and say like, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to accomplish these three things at these three times and that's it, right? And that's what I'm looking to do. But you have to, you can't just wake up and just go into the world. Like you can't like big Lebowski your life away. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to like plan. So that way, you know, what's coming at you today and the rest of the week to get rid of those stresses. You have to address them. Right. And then, uh, you know, the other piece is at the end of the day, look back and say, okay, so today is now over. My work period is over. I'm now going to look and see, okay, wow, I did accomplish those three things I did set out for, or I didn't get to the third thing. So guess what? I'm just going to move that to tomorrow and I'm going to try tomorrow. Right. And it, you know, there's a reason that I did this after we spoke to Dresdale because he talks about judgment and how we're constantly beating ourselves up for things that we do or don't do. And we apply labels to, and it's really important in order to handle all of the stuff that's coming out of us, all the, you know, technology has made it. So we're uber productive. And that's the problem is that there's just too much access to too much. And we can do a lot in a short amount of time and it gets very overwhelming very quickly. And so we, 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 want to do everything and that's a real problem. And so we have to be able to slow life down a little bit and to be able to build a system where we are, we where all of the stuff that's bugging us, that's creating these unclosed loops of stress in our brains is out in on a trusted piece of paper or system or app or whatever that we can then review on a daily basis, do, and then plan for the next day or the upcoming days. So that way we, we can, you know, free our brain of all of that energy that it's spending. And the biggest piece to all of this, and it goes back to kind of the Dresdale discussion is how I think about myself how I talk to myself, how I think about what I accomplish, and and how I reserve judgment on myself. So I would be easy on my daughter. I would be easy on my wife if they didn't accomplish a thing, but I don't accomplish it, and now I am heated because I didn't do the thing, right? Right. Ah, I need to do the thing. And instead of looking at, and and Dresdale kind of talked about this, instead of looking at the 15 things I did right today, I'm always going to be stuck on the one thing I didn't do, the one email I didn't send, the email I sent that was a little bit uh, snarky. I'm going to focus on that or the one that was sent to me that was snarky. I'm going to focus on that. And I spent a whole weekend thinking about a response to an email. But what I did was I wrote the response first Mm -hmm. and that was the bad one. I left it. <laughs> yeah. Then I let a couple days pass where I perseverated on it the entire weekend. It yep. didn't sleep well. And then on Monday morning, I sent a much more coherent, calmer, better thought out, much more diplomatic version of that email. So that's a wellness practice for me because I am go, 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 and, I am, and I'm hitching the face with information. That's how I roll. That benefits me a lot of the time. 
and sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it really makes me feel worse. And so Neil's right. I, I could always do better with my planning. I kind of, I do Big Lebowski my life. Like I do a lot of times just sort of wing stuff, even the podcast. But, but <laughs> I can't tell, but, but <laughs> the cool thing about that is I deliver the goods. Mm -hmm. And so, and so part of the thing is, is I've been successful for 42 years in this approach. Now, when I'm 80, am I going to rely on my brain the same way? Probably. And, and I'll, I won't care because I'm old, but at this point, yeah. I can still utilize the tools that I have in the way that I do and, and get the results that I want so most folks, of the time. So uh, folks at home listening, yeah. um, does anybody remember Mark talking about how I'm an idiot because I stretched the way that I did when I was in high school? Yeah. Does anybody remember do. Mark talking about how like just because you learned the food pyramid in home ec class in ninth grade doesn't mean that's the good nutrition? Yeah. And so you hear it, right? So mm -hmm. I've set the stage. We've done the thing. Mark is proof. Uh, positive of how we all get into this system, right? We get into this. This is this works for me, and I want to kind of keep going. And so when it comes to all uh, parts of that bottom of the pyramid, the lifestyle domains, there are better methods to engage with each of the things that will make us healthier. And when it comes to mental well-being, there are a lot of situations where we just kind of glance over it because it's working. It, you know, like I don't need to go to therapy because I'm doing all right. I, I mean, I feel fine. Right? I haven't punched and, anybody and, in like a week. And, you know, like no knives have been thrown at anyone. So, you know, and, and this is the, the, this, the thing. So what I would love for everybody to do is to, to, to follow up and go to that getting things done episode, um, on, that he did on a great podcast that summarized this whole thing because it really helps out when I teach people about how, uh, because stress and adrenal fatigue comes up so much. Um, it's really, uh, how to handle all of the information because when you drill down for all of us, it's really just, I don't don't have time. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. There's so much stuff. I don't know where to start. And it's really about building the systems to handle all the information. If you think about it, like where are all the inputs, right? So for me, I've got work, I've got home, right? So at home, I've got mail that's coming in. I've got my personal email. I've got my phone. I've got my text messages. I've got all my social media channels and there's just inputs coming at me, right? And then I'm at work and then I've got the mail there and I've got faxes and I got text messages and notes that people are leaving. I've got this. There's so you much. Still get faxes, they, yeah, they, I, in a freaking wow. pharmacy, they still do faxes. That's so weird. there's all this stuff that's coming at me, and so I have all these different areas where I'm getting new input from. So I have to put them all into one spot, and then I have to go through them and work each one of those things into a bigger system. Because otherwise, just think about that. Like I, I'm hoping again that you're getting that internal stress just listening to me talk about all of the stuff that I have to deal with. I, I showed my to do list one time to one of my employees and she's like I'm going to I'm gonna vomit out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna puke all over myself it's it's this it's it's an amazing thing because not only do I have a, a long to-do list but being, you know, me, I have a lot of different areas of responsibility, just the podcast itself, mm -hmm. you know, the, the episodes are like late and like, it's because I'm trying to manage a whole podcast on top of all the other stuff that I'm doing too. So now we have some, you know, a great producer that's going to be putting it all together for me. And I'm just going to literally give these files to that person. And then that has reduced my to-do list of 15 things to do down to one. Right. And just like you, I was avoiding stuff and I just can't, I don't have the time. And, and it's, it's a part of who we are. And there's 
there's a better way for us to engage with all of this stuff because it's going to make you feel bad no matter what. And our old habits aren't the ones that we should be using when there's better ways to accomplish these wellness goals. Yep. And you're totally right. And so I know that that's true. And yet I'm still going to do whatever I want. And so that's the beauty of all of this, which is like, I can listen to Neil blather on about how he's more productive and he's got to do I'm not more productive. And that he's got all of this awesome <laughs> approaches to this. And he's totally right. And and I do feel stress. And so that's accurate. And I, and I was just using myself as an example in this way so that you guys don't feel so bad about yourselselves. That's, that's what I'm <laughs> here to do is is to be you the, the punching listener. bag i'm the punching bag i'm you the listener and and i and to dispel these ideas that that i i know i know that i have to do that better as dresdale kind of said people come to him and say look i know what i got to do i know i need a to-do list right like i i thought i texted neil back that i would be here at six and i i typed yes into the text box and then when he texted me hey are you coming i saw the yes was still sitting there because i didn't hit send and so i was like oh ah, yes i'm Stress, right <laughs> jeez neil i'm on there i'm literally driving um and so that stuff, you know, can, can can wear on us. And so, and there's a cumulative impact of that stress as well. And so I recently have, have really been feeling the the weight of that stress yeah. for, for myself. And so I'm, I'm overbooked. I'm overcommitted. I got too much stuff going on. I got too much responsibility. I got people who rely on me everywhere. You know, I, I'm, I'm a manager at work. I got all these things I got to do. I got people I got to work with. I got people I got to help. And, and it wears me out. At the same time, I can take a step back and have a planful approach in the same way I do my stretching, in the same way I do my nutrition. I've seen the benefits of taking the time to do these pieces, but there are always going to be these blind spots for all of us. And that's why I'm, I'm sharing this for all of you, right? I'm not as good at this as I need to be, and it's an area where I can improve. So that being said, I'm still going to do whatever I want. <laughs> right at the end of the day, right. and so what I know, what I want to just one little piece before I move to this last uh, section here is I want to talk about the idea. I, I'm not talking about the hustle mentality. I hate that. I think that's stupid. Where you have to just fill up your day with useless steps and to dos and managing of like OSs online and clicks. That, and it's just dumb. Don't be that person. But you need to understand that you know your garage will get cluttered. It will create lots of stress, and you will either spend six hours of sweaty physical fatigue, cursing and being angry to clean it up. And then it'll just happen again. In two months, it's going to be the same thing. Or you can spend five minutes a day with a system, a framework to address all the junk as it comes into your life. Let's not buy the junk to begin with. Let's, if we have junk, let's deal with it right away. Right. And so the, the reason that I say all of that is to get to the other side of this, which is getting wellness things done. Right. So you, in order to do wellness things, you have to have some sort of plan and you have to review your progress. You have to have a list of steps and things that we're going to do on a daily basis to make sure that we are being the healthiest that we can be. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask, but Mark, did you build this? I mean, you do things on autopilot, it seems right now when it comes to your wellness, but did you have to like, you know, like, how do I structure this? Like you had to build a structure, yeah, right? And, and, and I, uh, you know, I'm talking about sort of generally like how I operate through the world, but there are things that I am non-negotiable about. And there's things that I've had to be forced into based on my physical well-being, you know, so my, the way that I eat. Right. And I've talked about that here, like how I plan my meals. It is 
Like I know exactly what I'm going to have for food tomorrow. I know right. exactly what I had today and I take an inventory at the end of the day. I take an inventory on how I behave and how I w- walk through the world every day because I got to review that in my head so that I can move to the next day. And so I've found that that structure less formal than what you're describing. So I don't draw, I don't write anything out. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, to, I'm not a visual guy, mm-hmm. but I do these practices and I practice them and I use that word because it is practice. It takes time. I meditate. I breathe. I focus on breathing. I spend a lot of time in the morning preparing myself for my day, not in the like, this is the stuff I have to do, but in a way that I can refresh myself and say calmly, okay, here's what I know I need to get done today. And I, and I go through these things and I take a couple of steps and I go, okay, this is the things I want to accomplish. I don't write them out because that's not how I roll. I don't carry pens. I don't do that. But I do have a framework in my mind of what I want to do. I have non-negotiable exercise time, non-negotiable. I show up, and I do my stretching, I do my yoga, I do my workouts. It's important to me to have that time. And so because I make it important, I make sure that it gets done. And so this is one of those things that we want to make important things important here, right? I should make this to-do stuff a little more formal, but I have these non-negotiables already that are built into my day. And so, you know, I am a productive person because I lay that framework each day and I, and I try to go through the day in a very similar pattern each day so that if things do come up that I'm not expecting or that I'm not ready for, I already have a baseline of productivity and a baseline of health that, that I can attack that in a better way than I would if I was just chaotic. And, and I'm not trying to make it sound like I just like float through the world. I mean, it's not like that. I, I have lots (laughs) of stuff I have to be responsible for. And so I got, you know, a million threads that I'm on. I got a million, you know, a group text that I'm on. Like I got to stay on top of, and I got businesses I'm running and I'm doing all these things. Like it's a lot, but, but at the end of the day, like I I, I love this stuff. right? Right. And so, and so it's important for me to, to make these important things important. And so, um, so yeah, so I, there is no part of my day planning part of your day. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There is a planning part and there's a review part. And so I didn't even know that that was a framework. I do that. (laughs) There it is. I do those things every single day. I wake up in the morning. I make sure that, and and I stay consistent with my meals is very important to me because of the timing of it. Right. Like I, I want my body to be able to predict this is about to happen. I'm about to eat. I'm about to work out. Like my body, I can feel like it's ready to stretch because yeah. because it's used to stretching every single day. Right. And so it's not like my body's like, oh man, we're doing this again. It's like, no, nah, here we go. You know. And so that's part of my planning as well. And there's two ways to plan, and it sounds like Mark is uh, part A, which is wellness first, right? So he's saying, this is my day. I'm doing these wellness things, and then I'm going to plug my work and my social stuff around that. And that's a great way to fly. And if you're you're planning your day like that, I, I salute you because that's the way humanity should be doing it. Unfortunately, most of us do it the other way. We work and we'll do our social stuff to feel better about the god-awful work that we have to do all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we dedicate very little free time to wellness, but we we try to do something. And, and I have not, mm-hmm. this is recent for me, folks. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't think that I'm sitting here going like, I got all, everything figured out. Like this took me a long time to get to a place where I wasn't just like eating pepperoni pizzas every day. Like that's how I lived. And so I've, I've had to experience the physical pain of, of not addressing these things. I was a physical stuffed garage of garbage that I had to clean up in, in a, in a hundred different ways. And we haven't really gotten into like all of the areas where I've had to clean up, but I've, I've had to do a lot of this work. And so it's not, I'm, we're simplifying some of this stuff because it, we make it harder than it needs to be. So we're trying to kind of give you practical tips here to help you with this stuff. But don't think I've been walking around this whole time like, 
always stretching and always eating right. right. That is absolutely not true. And if you listen to Book of Mark one or two, uh, hopefully two didn't make you too upset, but you can understand that this, a lot of this was me failing. And, right. and that's been my story, right? I had to fail at a lot of this stuff before I could figure out how to do it right. And we're trying to help you avoid the failing first yeah. and do it the right way, like ahead of that. Plan your week, plan your day, plan your day, plan your week. It's very important to do. When are you going to exercise? What's the food situation look like? Are you going to meal prep? When are you going to meditate, right? When are you going to plan to plan? What's my time slot that I'm going to allow for planning, for resting and recuperation, and for reviewing, right, to see what I've actually gotten done? Am I going to build my life around work and social stuff, my wellness life, or am I going to make my wellness life my priority, make important things important, and then plug everything else around that? Then at the end of the day, at the end of the week, you're going to take some time and you're going to say, what did I do today? What did I get right? What did I get wrong? I I had a cheeseburger for a big daughter. So like you got to make say, okay, well, I didn't do the thing I wanted to do, which was to eat a salad at every meal. So tomorrow I'm going to try again. I'm going to begin again, just as we said with Dr. Dresdale, right? And then, you know, the important piece here is just making sure that you're reviewing your success or your misses and replaying planning for the next day. And part of it for, for me too, and Neil's going to, I'm going to, I'm attacking Neil today. So I got I got to back off the poor guy. But the, <laughs> the thing for me too, is I am consistent with my bedtime. And so I've said this a couple times on here and I've kind of yeah. hinted at it, but I go to bed about eight o'clock just about every night. Now, sometimes it's eight 30, sometimes it's seven 30. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's like, I get to the point where I am, I am spent. My, I've used up all that mental and physical energy that I have for a day. And I get up early. So I go to bed early and I get up early and I do that consistently. My body does not let me sleep in as much as I'd even like to sometimes I'm up. And so that is a schedule that I can predict and I can plan for. If you're staying up till two in the morning, watching Netflix or filling your brain with more input because you think you're going to feel better. I'm coming here to tell you that I have benefited directly from a regular sleep schedule. Now, I don't always sleep great because I sometimes still perseverate about that email I still need to send. And I don't always clear up that review process in as, in as, as clean a way as I'd like all the time because I, I can beat myself up too. I got a bad roommate like the rest of you. So I can beat myself up. But if I, if I put this framework and I approach it consistently, I'm going to see better results long-term. This is an investment I'm making in my body and in my mind to make sure that I go to bed early. And so when Neil says he's on Reddit for five hours at night, that's infuriating to me because (laughs) it's not going to benefit him. He's going to then feel miserable because he didn't meet the things he meant to do. Or... If I watch a bum fight, I might feel better. Well, and, that, and, and then we all need a bum fight once in a while, right? We need a we need a palate it's cleanse. It's god awful is the stuff that's but on we, the internet. We need a palate cleanse, though. Like, I just need to look at cat videos sometimes. My wife showed me this thing about shaving uh, soap, and I was like, shaving soap? That's stupid. And then I watched her cut this soap thing down, and I was like, oh, man, that's like soothing. Like Irish Spring? It was amazing. Like, there was layers, and there was colors, and I was like... Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like, like we're idiots, right? Yeah, and so like total. our brains are stupid, but, but that worked for me. I was like, oh, she's right. It's really nice. And so there's so many good distractions out there, yeah. but they're distractions. Yeah. They pull us away from reality. That moment that we were talking about being in the moment. I can't be in the moment if I'm spending all my time dissociating on the internet. And so and we seek the distractions yep. because we're so busy. Yeah. And so the important point here, the big lesson, you can build systems and they require very little maintenance on a regular basis. 
and it helps prevent the stress that's associated with managing all the information, the choices, the to-do lists, and it actually helps you accomplish your goals. This system can work for your wellness initiatives. It can work for work. It can work for personal stuff. It helps you get clean, clear, and calm, and then you can stay that way. We talk a lot about discipline, right? And how it's not really motivation that people need. It's it's, it's discipline is what they need. Well, when you create a structure that or use a framework, whether it's a wellness framework, whether it's a exercise framework, or it's a productivity framework, it's one more piece of resistance that's removed, right? So which makes discipline, the thing that you really need, you know, one step at a time part, the boring, monotonous nonsense, it makes discipline easier. And that's what I'm trying to do here is that there is lots of stuff that's going on with all of us and we need systems to help address all of this stuff. So I, I, I think that's that's it for me. I've got enough there, Mark. I think That's that a lot of stuff, Neil. That was on your to-do list. So to give an example, Neil had this all written out. That's how he rolls, right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. but that keeps us on point. And so if Neil doesn't do that, we're mm-hmm. just sitting here staring at each other and, and, and being and being and weirdos. Watching so live sleep. Watching live sleep in her, in her Yoda hoodie. So like, it's important to have that level of framework. It's important to take the time to do these things and I can improve and it's an area where yeah. where I struggle. And so I'm just being honest about that. You probably came in here not even thinking that I was going to be talking about the kind of stuff that I was talking about, right? Because yeah. we have our different perceptions mm-hmm. about how things are. And so this is, this is a, and this is where like when I'm doing my consultations with people and talking to them about the things that they are feeling to solve those problems, there are methods, mechanisms to, to actually not naturally, holistically address each one of those things. And the um, information overload, the uh, uh, the overabundance of everything, the 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 choice that we the choices that we drowned in all day and the distractions we seek to just calm all of that crap and get the noise out of our head, it you know, it, it's it's all right in front of us. And so a productivity system is is really what, what we need. And so. I, and I do some of this informally and so I can give myself the credit where I should, right? So I can use that positive self-talk around, look, you're great at your nutrition, right? You're great at your exercise. Those are areas where you were failing for years. And so for me to have those two components kind of much more under control through discipline, now I'm not motivated to eat well, I'm not motivated to exercise. They're disciplines. They're, they're part of my planned day every singular day. And at the times where we have to make those decisions, we talked last time, like there's six decision points in a day around food. Right. I know in those six decision points, exactly what's going to happen. So I don't leave wiggle room for those things. How come I don't do that for my to-do lists and things? Because it hasn't bitten me the same way yeah. that it has on those other pieces that are so obvious, right? Yeah. It's think so about me. Clear, like, right? you think I probably like near a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the point with the amount of stuff that's come up. Of I mean, course. And like the, the stress levels that can bubble up in people yeah. because of all of this can be very, very damaging and dangerous. So, so I mean, I think we've done it. So thank you, Mark. I appreciate this episode. I think it's a it's one out of left field. A lot of people probably wouldn't think that we'd be having this. I, you're probably going to listen to the Getting Things Done uh, episode on your way home. You I know? sure am. <laughs> so that does it for this week's podcast episode. Take a few minutes, give us that five-star review, share the podcast to your social feeds, visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast, and soon 
merchandise, whoop, little T-shirts you can buy and sport. The, the Everybody thing. says to me, like, can I get that Wellness Warrior T-Rex shirt that Neil wears? I'm like, why don't you want the RTD Fitness shirt that I wear? We're, we're like cartoon characters. We wear the same T-shirt every time. Like, you guys should be excited about We're going to be upgrading to the Wellness it's Upside gonna Down cool, stuff. It's going to get cool. It's going to have our faces on it. I don't know what it's going to have, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to have a, a big to-do list on it. It's going to say, discipline is awesome. <laughs> Being our healthiest starts with being honest about ourselves and the health and wellness industry, then blazing a new path, marching forward one step at a time. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller from Arc to Seco, and we've got your back. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>